Welcome to Art Journal with the Moon, a podcast about learning how to practice magic, tend to the soul, and do your deep emotional healing with your art journal and the moon hosted by Dana DuPont. In this podcast, I share with you the comings and goings of the moon in the week ahead, my suggestions for aligning with her energy in a creative way, and my tips and tricks for art journaling with the moon. Here, we explore lunar cycles, seasonal shifts, and art journaling to find our way back to the grounding rhythms of the natural world, to step into our power, and to access our own inner magic. The moon is our companion, and the seasons our muse, guiding us to create, reflect, and grow through the colorful pages of our art journals. So come, gather round, and let's weave magic, art, and healing into your daily life. Hello, my creative friends. This is a moon update for the week of October 23rd to the 29th, 2023. So I'm going to summarize some of the moon's energy for the upcoming week and the inner work and magic you can do in your art journal to make the most of the opportunities the cosmos is gifting us with. We're greeting a full moon partial lunar eclipse this week, and eclipses are known for their ability to bring about unpredictable and chaotic events. And this is definitely true. We're seeing in the world and possibly in your own personal life as well. So how have you been holding up, my friend? Because it's been a little chaotic. What has really stood out for me this eclipse season is how, although the chaos is challenging and can cause pain and suffering sometimes, and hopefully this is the case for the world events as well, is that it can bring about positive change. On the world stage, like I said, I truly hope this is the case because the conflict and chaos has been devastating. Will it lead to change that benefits those who have lived with less privilege and power? I don't know, but I really hope so. In my personal life and in my clients' lives, I couldn't help but notice how the unpredictable and chaotic events showing up in our lives this eclipse season are at the same time bringing about massive positive change, but in really uncomfortable ways. I don't think chaos, discomfort, and pain necessarily and at all times leads to positive change. I don't think there's always a silver lining, but I do think it does sometimes. Like in times of deep transformation or when you experience a life event that rips you out of one chapter of your life and forces you to start a new one, whether you feel ready for it or not, but then you discover that that new chapter is actually so much better than the old one. This particular full moon lunar eclipse is closing down an eclipse cycle that has been with us for almost two years. This eclipse cycle has been activating the Taurus Scorpio parts of your astrological birth chart. So those areas of your life have experienced a lot of change and growth. My mentor, Kelly Surtees, describes how this full moon lunar eclipse is like a positive push forward in those areas of your life. It's like the cosmos saying to you, all those shifts and all that change that is showing up in your life is for your growth. It's happening to push you forward on the path your soul wants to travel. And I've definitely been noticing that in my clients' lives as well. What areas of your life does this Taurus Scorpio axis rule in your birth chart? That would be really helpful to know, especially if you're like me and you follow ancient astrology um, to see what it's like with your whole chart, the whole chart system, whole signs chart system. The Taurus Scorpio axis lands on my 12th and 6th houses, 
And for me, this really couldn't be more accurate or as well any more dramatic because the chaos that happened two years ago in my life that led to a lot of change, a lot more than I thought was possible, was falling down the stairs and experiencing some blunt force trauma. So again, some pain, some suffering, but it ended up completely shifting things in my life, uh, a lot of things for the better. In order to understand the significance of all this, I'm just going to ask you to bear with me for a moment as I explain a little about your birth chart according to ancient astrology. So in ancient or Hellenistic astrology, the houses were viewed in relation to the ascendant or the first house, which represents point of the horizon where the sun rises. So it was often about what was happening with the sun and how that symbolized your own vitality, your own power. So that first house signified your life force, your vitality, your body, and your overall life experience in ancient astrology. It represented the beginning of life and the breath of life. In particular, the sixth house um, was positioned in aversion to that first house. So aversion meant that there's no direct line or of sight or aspect between those houses. So as such, the energies of the sixth house are seen as hidden or challenging to the first house. This lack of visibility, astrologically speaking, or connection symbolically indicates a draining or a weakening effect on vitality. Additionally, the sixth house traditionally governs topics such as illness, daily routines, and service. All these areas can be seen as demanding or draining to a person's vitality. I don't know if that's the case in modern astrology. I just, I tend to really like ancient astrology. So it's what I've studied. But um, in this particular house, illnesses obviously take a toll on health and daily routines, especially when mundane or tedious can wear down one's enthusiasm and energy. And the notion of service often implies self-sacrifice or putting other people's needs ahead of your own, which can also be depleting. So that's why that sixth house represents those things. In ancient astrology, that positioning of the sixth house in relation to the first house, combined with these themes, led to its interpretation as a place that like drained or challenged the life force and vitality. Scorpio occupies my sixth house. So wherever Scorpio lands on your birth chart, it's going to be a place where you tend to hold emotions in or you feel things deeply, where you accumulate energy and emotions where you care for others, sometimes at the expense of yourself. And it's where you connect with people in deep emotional ways. What I've come to learn from this eclipse cycle is that for me, having Scorpio in my sixth house really represents the emotions and trauma I've held on to my whole life and my overgiving and my lack of boundaries and my tendency to absorb other people's emotions has all been a real tremendous burden on my body and has, you know, depleted my life force vitality. I learned this because after my fall, when I experienced anaphylaxis on like almost a daily basis, well, it was a daily basis for a couple months. And when my MCAS became the most severe it had ever been, I had no choice but to break all old patterns that were hurting me. Like, I mean, all of them. <laughs> I could no longer put other people's emotional needs ahead of my own. My body literally would not permit permit it. I had to set boundaries in my work. I had to value and respect the emotional and spiritual labor I do in my work. None of this was an easy thing to do. In this patriarchal, 
culture, emotional labor isn't valued or respected as it should be. And I definitely didn't value it myself. I had to shift a lot of internal programming in order to feel strong and confident enough to set better boundaries. I had to learn how to stop caring about others more than I cared about my own well-being. Again, not typically something girls and women are taught in my culture and or those identifying as such. We're taught to be nice. We're taught to accommodate other people's needs. We're taught to emotionally attune ourselves to everyone around us and consider everyone else's needs. We are not taught to first and foremost care for ourselves, honor our limitations, have our own backs, and refuse to pick up or take on what is not ours to tend to. We're always attuning to and tending to everyone else. This is especially true when you have a history of trauma or have a history of anxious attachment, which of course I do. The Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle brought about a dramatic, painful, and trauma-inducing event in my life. It was definitely chaotic and unpredictable. I still have a lot of traumatic stress to recover from it, but it did also completely change my work and how I care for myself and how I show up emotionally and spiritually for others. I'm in one of those strange places where the hardest thing in my life truly did become one of the best things. It led to some of the most profound, stabilizing, and life-giving changes in my life. I really, truly am better for it. I would not want to have to do it that way, but it's the way life unfolded. The habits it forced me to embrace are healthier and kinder to my sensitive body. I will never treat myself in the same depleting ways that I did in the past. As this particular eclipse cycle is closing out, I'm reflecting on all this and feeling curious as to what this new eclipse cycle on the Aries Libra axis will look like in my life. Will it be as dramatic? Is it going to be as difficult? Will it be as life-changing? Only time will tell. If you happen to be going through some chaos that you did not predict, nor could you have imagined happening in your life right now, leave room for the possibility that the changes might be leading you to where you actually want to be. This was the case for me, and it may well be the case for you too. Here are another few things to consider when you art journal with the lunar eclipse this week. So there's also this closing of the eclipse cycle, as I was mentioning, because over the last two years, this particular eclipse cycle brought themes deeply rooted into your psyche that have to do with value and worth, both material value from Taurus and emotional or psychological value from Scorpio. Taurus represents what you value in the material world, and this includes your finances, your possessions, your self-worth, and what you consider your security or your stability. Scorpio is the sign of depth, transformation, intimacy, and shared resources. It highlights where and how you merge or bond with others, whether that's financially, emotionally, or physically. As the eclipse cycle on the axis draws to a close, this particular full moon is a great time to reflect on the changes, revelations, and transformations you've seen in the last two years around these themes or in the Taurus-Scorpio parts of your birth chart. Have there been shifts in your financial situation or how you view material wealth or your possessions? Has the way you value yourself changed? Has your self-worth been challenged or fortified? Have you experienced some really great, profound emotional transformations in the last couple of years? Eclipses also bring about these deep-seated fears, desires, or secrets to be addressed. So did some deep-seated fears, desires, or secrets show themselves to you? 
Eclipses often bring unexpected changes, revelations, or turning points. As this cycle concludes, let go of any old patterns, beliefs, or situation that the eclipses have shown to be, that have shown you are no longer serving you. Recognize the emotional and even the material growth you've experienced over the last two years. And as the old cliche goes, as one door closes, another opens. So set some intentions for the next eclipse cycle. How do you want to move forward? In this full moon lunar eclipse, Mars is also opposing Jupiter. So that's happening around the same time as this full moon. And so as my mentor Kelly Surtees was pointing out, because it's happening around the same time, it's going to influence. And when Mars opposes Jupiter, the energy can propel you forward in unique and powerful ways. So the eclipse happening around this astrological event really hints at expansion or movement forward. Mars represents your drive, your ambition, your assertiveness. It's the planet that governs your motivation to pursue your dreams or your desires. So when Mars is activated, especially in a powerful sign like Scorpio, your passions and your instincts are amplified. It stirs you to go after what you want. Jupiter stands for growth, luck, and expansion. It's the planet that helps you see the broader picture and pushes you to dream big. When it's in Taurus, there's a grounding influence, emphasizing steady growth and tangible results. An opposition in astrology tends to indicate like this tension, but this tension isn't necessarily bad. Think of it as like a stretched rubber band. When released, it propels you forward. The opposition between Mars and Jupiter can feel a little bit like a big cosmic rubber band. You'll feel the push from Mars and the pull from Jupiter, and this can spur you into action. Or in other words, it can inspire some movement forward towards what you really want. So to me, that means even though it's an eclipse, there's like some really good energy with it. And while Mars motivates you to act, Jupiter encourages you to grow and expand. So this opposition can help you strike a balance between being proactive and ensuring your actions align with a bigger picture or a longer term goal. For this reason, the eclipse might show you where you felt limited or held back. But the revelation of these limitations, coupled with the enhanced drive to push past them, can be the catalyst needed to break barriers and move closer to your dreams. Mars encourages risk-taking, and Jupiter brings a sense of optimism. So combined, they might prompt you to take some leaps of faith you wouldn't ordinarily consider. Although don't forget, it's also a time to be wise and consider the future before you act in the present. If channeled correctly, this opposition or this push-pull force can be the nudge that you need to step out of your comfort zone and make some significant strides towards your dreams. This full moon is also a good full moon to amplify your intentions. And I thought that was really interesting when I heard that from the astrologers, because um, this the new moon was actually a good moon for releasing and letting go because of the way that eclipse was, that solar eclipse was working out. And this moon is really great for amplifying the intention. So that's something that you're going to want to um, work on in your art journal if you're art journaling with this full moon as well. Because although eclipses bring chaos and unpredictability, um, this particular moon is having a happy and harmonious relationship with Venus who rules this moon because it's a moon in Taurus. 
So it's going to probably inspire a lot of positive change again and movement forward for you. So as you can see, there's like a few things about this moon that are saying, hey, here's some like chaos, some unpredictable events, but there's also a lot of movement forward and expansion coming with this moon. So when you work with this energy in your art journal, reflect on your intentions, both the ones you set during the new moon and any fresh intentions you have for moving forward. And I consider using colors that you associate with Venus or with Taurus. So maybe some grounded earthy colors for that Taurus vibe and then the beautiful loving colors for that Venus touch. Dedicate a corner of your page to what you're letting go of. And this could be depicted as chains breaking or clouds lifting or any other imagery that speaks to you of liberation or freedom. And that really represents that eclipse part of this full moon. And throughout the process, let that unpredictable nature of the eclipse guide you. Like, don't overthink your art. Let the energies just flow. Allow the colors and shapes to form organically. It doesn't have to look good. It's not about the end result. Just capture the idea of moving from the things that bind you and hold you back and that did that in the past to the possibilities that are leading you into the future. As you, um, when we get to the actual full moon in this moon update, I will talk more about how it's affecting you and your rising sign. But before I just close off talking about this particular part of it this week, I do want to share that I am hosting my free virtual live class. Um, and I have done it already once for the first time. And I'm going to be doing it again on Wednesday, November 1st from 6 p.m. Mountain Time until 7.30 p.m. And I'd, if you haven't joined me yet for the free class uh, where I share the seven steps to magically prepare for 2024, I invite you to come join me. You might enjoy some of my tips or ideas. You can learn more or register about that live free virtual class um, at Dana DuPont. Dot com so d a n a d a p o n t e dot com forward slash webinar now i'm going to share the moon updates for um or the journal prompts for each day of the week so if you're art journaling with the moon to tend to your soul practice magic or do some deep emotional healing work these are the prompts I'm suggesting for you for each day of this week. On Monday, the moon is in the first quarter phase. It's also in the sign of Aquarius for the first part of the day in the mountain time zone. And then it does become void, of course, for the rest of the day. But it's also having a tense relationship with Uranus. The first quarter moon represents a challenge or a turning point. It's a time when the seeds of intention planted during the new moon face their first obstacle. When this first quarter moon is in the sign of Aquarius, the challenges and the turning points are symbolized by the themes of individuality, community, and envisioning a better future. So Aquarius encourages us to think outside the box, value our unique contributions, and consider how we fit into the larger collective. The planet Uranus, which the moon is having a relationship with today, is known for like sudden changes, innovation and unpredictability. So when that Aquarius moon has a tense relationship with Uranus, 
It suggests that there might be some unexpected events or sudden insights that shake up your emotions or challenge your sense of belonging or your vision for the future. This tension pushes you to reconcile your desire for individuality with your role in the community. So how do I remain my true self while still being part of a community? Emotionally, this aspect can bring feelings of restlessness or a strong urge to break free from what constrains you. Spiritually, it challenges you to find balance between honoring your unique path and considering the collective good. It's a good time to reflect on how you can innovate and change while still remaining connected to those around you. Can you embrace both your individuality and your place in the world? So in your art journal, I suggest drawing, painting, or collaging an image that represents a community embracing and accepting and loving you for exactly who you are. On Tuesday, the first quarter moon is in the sign of Pisces, and it's a busy moon. It's having a happy relationship with Jupiter, Mercury, the Sun, and Mars, and it's also having an intense relationship with Saturn. I'm not an astrologer, but our journaling with the moon and keeping track of its comings and goings like I do here has helped me to get a sense of the energy certain moon days bring for me personally, and I personally like the feel of this one. When the moon is in Pisces, it can help you absorb more information from the environment and from other people. This is great when the energy you're absorbing is helpful, nurturing, and positive, but it's not so great when the energy that surrounds you is heavy, intense, negative, or unhealthy. Hopefully with all these happy relationships the moon is having with other planets, it's a day where you can absorb some lighter, good feeling energy, even amidst the chaos of this eclipse feeling season. When the moon is in Pisces, it can highlight our highly sensitive natures, our compassion, and our ability to care for others. It can also help us tune into and honor our creativity. It can also bring a little bit of fickleness or indecision or flightiness. Pisces moon energy is sentimental, but it can also change according to whatever mood or emotion is in the air. The intense relationship the moon is having with Saturn reminds you to do what you need to do to feel stable, grounded, and safe in your body. What can you do today to move anxious energy out of your system? Together, the moon and Jupiter are shining more peace into our lives today. They're helping us feel open-hearted and generous. They're supporting us in focusing on what connects us to each other and what brings us together. It's energy that helps us feel calm and safe and willing to see and receive the goodness other people want to share with us. It's energy that reminds us what's good in our lives. In a good relationship with the moon, like it's having with Mars as well, the moon is drawing down energy that helps us set boundaries, stand up for ourselves, feel motivated and ready to take action. It can also help you express your emotions instead of letting them build up. So what would it look like to express your emotions today in healthy and helpful ways? The moon often represents the physical body in astrology and the sun represents your spirit, vitality or life force energy. The moon being in a happy relationship with the sun brings vitality to your body. It also means feeling confident and free to be yourself, or in other words, to break down the walls of protection and allow your spirit to shine in this world. It's a day with a little more flow and ease than usual. So notice where the energy flows in your life today and move with it. Don't fight against currents. Go with the flow and look for opportunities that expand you in some way. As you can see, that's a lot of goodness that the moon is reflecting down to us on Tuesday. So 
Let's share and reflect and amplify that goodness in your art journal. Collage, draw, or paint an image that represents something sweet and beautiful and good you'd like someone else to experience today. On Wednesday, the moon is in the gibbous phase and it's in the sign of Pisces. It's also having a happy relationship with Pluto and an intense relationship with Uranus and an opposing relationship with Venus. Imagine you're a writer or an artist. The gibbous moon is that moment just before your project is completed. You've laid down the foundation, worked through the initial drafts or sketches, and now you're refining and perfecting. It's the editing phase for a writer where the story is clear, but you're adjusting language, deepening some characters, and ensuring the flow is just right. For an artist, it might be that moment where the overall painting is clear, but you're adding details, adjusting colors, and ensuring the composition is balanced. Emotionally, it's a time of anticipation. You can see the end is near. It's almost tangible. There might be moments of doubt, wondering if you made the right choices or if it will be well received, but it's also a time to trust your own abilities and vision. Spiritually, it's about introspection, diving deep in your work and ensuring it aligns with your inner truth. You're connecting with the deeper layers of your creation, making sure it's a genuine reflection of your intent, because soon it's going to be time to share it with the rest of the world. In essence, the gibbous moon is that profound and intense stage where you're so close to presenting your work to the world. But before you do, it's time to polish, refine and ensure every detail speaks to your vision before unveiling it. This phase encourages introspection, asking yourself if there's anything you need to adjust or perfect in your life. It's a time to be honest with yourself about where you're at, what you're feeling, and what final touches might help you truly shine when the moon arrives. In your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image on Wednesday that represents the ways in which you can support, encourage, and reassure yourself when you doubt yourself or feel insecure about what you're creating. On Thursday, the gibbous move moves into the sign of Aries. It's also having a happy relationship with Pluto. That happy relationship with Pluto really brings up what is hidden in your subconscious realm in order to help you transform. It can bring endings, new beginnings, deep spiritual growth, and rebirth. With Pluto's energy influencing us, it's helpful to face your shadows and your inner darkness. And hopefully you can do that with some compassion. With this happy relationship Pluto is having with the moon on Thursday, expect your sensitivities to deepen, your creative gifts to flourish, your imagination to be expanded, and your intuition to be open and receptive. Communicating with the realms of spirit and your ancestors is a little easier in this energy. It's a good time to clear ancestral beliefs that no longer serve you or express gratitude to your spirit allies for all the support you receive, seen and unseen. So in your art journal on Thursday, draw, paint or collage an image that offers gratitude to your spirit allies for all the support you receive from the unseen realms. On Friday, the gibbous moon is in the sign of Aries, and Aries is ruled by the planet Mars, so the moon is carrying a little of that planet's energy as well. In its most helpful form, Aries supports you in setting healthy boundaries, 
knowing who you really are and feeling connected to your inner power. Aries is action, quick responses, and impulses. It values that leadership, that assertiveness, and when the moon is in the sign of Aries, it can bring abrupt energy that is sometimes maybe blunt or harsh, maybe even aggressive, but it also helps to light a spark in your spirit and connect you to your passion and enthusiasm. On Friday, I suggest thinking about your inner power. Your inner power refers to the deep inner strength and resilience that you possess. It's the driving force that helps you overcome challenges, remain steadfast in the face of adversity, and pursue your passions and your dreams. It's rooted in your beliefs, your values, and your experiences. If you struggle to feel and feel connected to your inner power, you are not alone. Many factors, both like personal, familial, and societal, can obscure your connection to your inner power. On a personal level, experiences like persistent criticism, trauma, or struggles with mental health can make you doubt your self-worth or your capabilities. In your childhood, a lack of emotional support or unresolved dynamics can suppress your sense of autonomy or erode your confidence. Experiencing traumatic events can deeply affect a person's self-perception and sense of control. So when you zoom out to society, you can see even more layers of complexity with your inner power because discrimination and prejudice based on attributes like race, gender, ability, or sexuality can silence voices and diminish self-worth. The challenges of growing up in a lower socioeconomic class even faced with societal structures that often disproportionately favor the wealthy can breed feelings of powerlessness and further contribute to feeling marginalized. These overlapping layers of experiences can act as barriers to recognizing and harnessing your own inner power. By actively unlearning negative self-perceptions and seeking affirming communities or support, you can begin to reconnect with your own inner strength and potential. But without those big systems changing, there's only so much you can do on your own. Connecting with your inner power often involves self-reflection, understanding your purpose, embracing your unique qualities and capabilities. It's a journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance and peeling back the layers of doubt, fear, and external influences to reveal the core strength that is within you. It's about recognizing and trusting in your own abilities, your own intuition, and your own worth. What kind of relationship do you have with your inner power? When do you feel connected to it? When do you feel disempowered in your life? What kind of situations or people help you grow your inner power? In your art journal on Friday, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents your inner power. On Saturday, the full moon is in a partial lunar eclipse. And as you know, eclipses can stir up unpredictability and chaos, both globally and in our personal lives. However, amidst the chaos... There is sometimes the potential for positive change. The world has witnessed significant upheaval recently. Although these events have been devastating and heartbreaking, my hope is that they lead to beneficial changes for those who've historically been marginalized. I don't know if it will happen, but it's what I'm hoping for. On the personal front, in my own life and in the lives of those I work with, I've noticed that the unexpected events thrown our way this eclipse season 
have paved the way for positive, albeit uncomfortable, transformations. These shifts can sometimes resemble those moments when life pushes us into a new chapter. And surprisingly, this new chapter might just be a better fit for us. Reflecting on the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle that spanned almost two years, it's clear that many of us have undergone some significant changes. These astrological signs have nudged us to consider our values, both in the material and the emotional realms. My own journey with this cycle was deeply, personally transformative. A, tra- a traumatic event forced me to reevaluate how I care for myself and prioritize my needs. It was a difficult transition, but it has ushered in healthier habits and self-respect. With this eclipse cycle ending, I invite you to reflect how have your values shifted, especially concerning your self-worth and or your emotional bonds. And with the incoming axis, uh, sorry, Aries and Libra axis, what new lessons do you want to call into your life or what new lessons do you think await you? Amidst these reflections, there's another powerful cosmic event to consider, which is Mars opposing Jupiter. It's happening on Saturday as well. And this alignment speaks of tension, but it's a tension that can spur positive action. It's like a cosmic push and pull, nudging you out of your comfort zone and towards your dreams. Finally, this lunar eclipse offers a chance to amplify your intentions and visualize your journey from the past to the bright potential of the future. Embrace the chaotic energy of the eclipse and kind of let your creativity flow organically, capturing the essence of transition and growth. To personalize this moon even further, let's get specific and see the areas of your life that this moon is focused on. If you don't know your rising sign, you can check out my blog and it can give you the instructions on how to do that. But if your rising sign is Aries, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to money, income, or your livelihood. If your rising sign is Taurus, then the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your identity, body, appearance, sense of vitality, or your spirit. For Gemini people like me, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your subconscious mind or your deep inner shadow work. If your rising sign is Cancer, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your friendships, community, and your hopes and wishes. For Leo people, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your career, reputation, and ideas of success. For Virgo people, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your faith, your spiritual practices, your long-distance travel, or your future success. If your rising sign is in the sign of Libra, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your psyche or in the area of your life that has to do with debt and taxes. For Scorpio people, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your close, intimate relationships or partnerships. For Sagittarius people, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your routines, work, pets, or wellness. If your rising sign is Capricorn, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to your children, hobbies, pleasures, or creativity. 
For Aquarius people, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to family, your ancestors, your home, or your living situation. And finally, for Pisces people, the full moon is inviting you to consider how the eclipse is affecting you in regards to learning, communication, your relationship with your siblings or your peers, or your goddess or earth-based rituals. So on Saturday, in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents your full moon intentions. On Sunday, the full moon is in Taurus. It's also having a happy relationship with Venus, an intense relationship with Jupiter and Uranus, and an imposing relationship with Mercury and Mars. So it's a busy moon. Taurus, as an Earth sign, emphasizes stability, sensuality, and a connection to the tangible world. The full moon being a time of culmination and reflection brings to the surface our desires for comfort, security, and abundance. Emotionally, this might manifest as a heightened awareness of what we value most in our lives, from relationships to possessions. Spiritually, it's a call to understand our deeper needs for security and to appreciate the simple earthly pleasures in life. Taurus energy emphasizes our need for safety, security, and a sense of belonging. If the world around you is filled with conflict, war, and unpredictability, the moon might amplify those feelings of unease. It can serve as a poignant reminder of what you crave but might not have access to right now, which is peace, stability, and a safe haven. When the moon reflects an ideal like the steady grounding energy of Taurus, but your personal experience is in stark contrast to that ideal, it can trigger feelings of sadness, longing, or even anger. So it depends how you're feeling, how this moon might affect you. Essentially, this full moon phase might mirror back to you the deep yearnings of your heart and the gaps between your current reality and your desires for safety and peace. So on Sunday in your art journal, draw, paint, or create a collage that represents the deep roots of an old wise tree. In the roots, write or draw your desires for safety and peace in your personal life and in the world. Have fun with your art journal and the moon this week. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to read about the weekly moon updates and daily art journal with the moon prompts I share here and enjoy the visual map of the moon's comings and goings I create every week, check out my blog at danadepont.com forward slash blog. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. If you know a creative spirit who would love this episode, please share with them so they can art journal with the moon alongside us. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you could be so kind as to leave a review on your podcast app, it doesn't take much time, but it helps me grow and improves accessibility to other listeners. Plus, my heart does a little hefty loop de loop when I receive a little support and love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.